I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy, and crystal connoisseur. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co. and the Glam and Grounded membership, guys, which like, are you in it yet? Are you in it? We're going to talk about that a little bit today. So I'm super excited because today we have someone on the show that I have been following for a long time. I'm all about health and wellness and Dr. Will Cole is here today. We are really getting into it. He is a best-selling author. He's the co-host of the Goop Fellas podcast. So I mean, he's essentially a counterpart of Gwyneth and he's a functioning medicine practitioner. I've, like I said, I've been following him for a long time. I bought one of his older books called Ketotarian, which we talk about a little bit. But in this episode, we are really talking about his new book, which is called The Inflammation Spectrum. And we are diving deep. We all, I mean, pretty much, unless you are like really taking care of your food business, there's some kind of inflammation going on. So he's talking about how to make custom food choices and stress management to release inflammation in your specific body because we're not like a one size fits all situation. He's sharing this quiz that you really need to take to determine where you have inflammation and spoiler alert, it's not just in our digestive systems, it's everywhere. And we're sharing the difference between food allergies and sensitivities and intolerances and how we can really use food as medicine. And um, hi guys, do you want to meet me in Vancouver or in LA? Because on October 17th, I'm hosting a glam and grounded chakra party in Vancouver. And on the 27th, I'm doing it again in LA and we need you there. So in Vancouver, we're going to be doing breath work, which is so amazing. It allows you to really tap into a deeper consciousness. It is wild. Like you've probably heard me talk about it before. Super excited about that. And then at the LA event, we are doing a sound bath. It's all going to be so fun. We're going to be connecting with other glam and grounded babes, planning out your most glam and grounded life. And I mean, just meeting each other because I want to meet you. So all you need to do to get a free pass is be a part of the glam and grounded membership. So you are basically, once you get in the membership, you are at the event for free. The membership for you guys is only $37 a month. So you're getting that full month of the membership and you get to come to the event. So if you want to cancel the membership after the event, you totally can, but I feel like you won't because you're going to make new friends and you're going to love the content. But if you want to, that's totally fine. So all you need to do, if you want to come to these events, go to shockergirlcode.com slash membership membership, shockergirlco.com slash membership. So you sign up. And like I said, 
Oh, you'll want to use the podcast code. Sorry. The coupon code podcast. So save $10 a month. So it's $37 a month, or you can quit at any time. So go to shockergirlco.com slash membership coupon code podcast. And I want to see you guys. I want to see you at this event. Okay. Let's get into our chakra tip. Okay. Right now, because it's getting cold, we need to activate our solar plexus, which is really that inner fire. I feel like I've been talking about it a lot. I talked to Jessica Reed, who we've had on the show before. You need to check out her episode. And she was saying that this is actually the year of the solar plexus, which I didn't even know was a thing, but I've been feeling a need to work on my solar plexus so, so much. And especially right now, because it's getting cold, we need that inner fire. We need that inner bad bitch. So... Gabriella Rosie, she's such a talented, amazing artist. She has this affirmation deck. It is called the Bad Bitch Affirmations. And I've been pulling a card every single day, and each of them have like a little sassy bad bitch affirmation. And I've been literally using them to like repeat every single day to just like up my vibes and up the solar plexus confidence. So you guys really, really, really need to check them out. We'll link you guys to them. I pulled a card for you guys and it says, I am the love of my life. How cute is that mantra? I love it, love it, love it for you guys. So go check out Gabriella Rosie, get her bad bitch affirmation deck and you're going to love it. Okay, let's move on to our chakra shout out. So as you know, I'm obsessed with Agent Nature and Jenna Cavello, who is the founder. We've had her on the show. I think she was episode 11, which is like way back. And I just got a shipment of so many things from her product line. Everything's amazing. I feel like I'm going to do like a chakra shout out for a different product every single show. But the one that I am so, so into right now is the eye serum. It is so good. Okay. So first off, let's, before we even get into the eye serum, I want to talk about Jenna because she has really opened my eyes like to things that are political and I've never been into politics and I'm, I'm not really, I'm not, you know, I try to like keep the vibes high, but I think there's something really, really important about taking you know, a little bit of a look at what's going on and asking questions. And what I love about Jenna, she doesn't really take sides in politics. She really looks at each individual person and their stances on certain things that are important to her. And even if you don't agree a hundred percent with what she talks about, like she's just making me want to ask more questions. Okay. And I think it's really important to look at that, you know, look at the, like ask the questions, like really look into things because the government owns the media. So we don't really know what's actually going on, what they're telling us, if it's actually true. So make sure you follow Jenna. She's amazing. Okay. The eye serum though. Okay. It's called the ageless eye serum and it is like literally a remedy. I use it morning and night. It's like this really cooling texture. I feel like it's like a silky gel And it gives me a little like under eye glow. I can't explain it. Like I feel like when I use it, I don't even need contouring. Like it makes my, it just makes the shape of the face look different. I can't even explain it. It almost, it makes me look like shiny, but like glossy and glowy. You need, need, need to try it. And I swear I used to have like a little bit of an under eye bag situation going on. And I do it like in just such a short time, it's gone. And I'm just, you guys need, need, need to check it out. So if your eyes look good, then your third eye works better. So, I mean, it's good for the chakras. It's good for the eyes. And I mean, we just need to follow Jenna and as I'm not sure she posts a lot of the political stuff on both of her platforms because she's just all about being her real self, which we love. Speaking of being your real self, let's do a chakra analysis for Lizzo. She is just really, she's really become a hit and I've really come to adore her songs and they also make me feel like a bad bitch in the morning. So pumping up that solar plexus, but I want to get into just my perspective on her. So her root chakra, she's clearly super grounded and stands in her power. She is grounded AF. Her sacral chakra, 
this bitch knows her worth. And that's what the sacral chakra is all about. She knows that she's worthy. She's not afraid to talk about it. And she stands in it. Her solar plexus is super confident. Now her heart, I'm not a hundred percent sure what her current relationship status is. A certain song told me that she's dating someone from the Minnesota Vikings, but I'm not sure about that. But one thing I will say about the heart chakra, it's not just about love. It's also about balance. So balance between feminine and masculine, balance between giving and receiving. I feel like she, and she kind of hints at this in her songs that she like gives, 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 and doesn't get anything in return. And she also has this like masculine kind of, not masculine as in like manly, but the assertiveness. So assertiveness is inherently a masculine energy. And I haven't really seen that softer feminine side. I'm sure it's there. Maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but that might be somewhere for Lizzo to check in with is the heart because the throat, that girl can sing. She can express herself. I will say though, if she is not showing her true vulnerability, which I really haven't seen, then it's possible that the throat chakra has a little bit of a block going on as well. Third eye chakra. I mean, she seems to know what she wants and her crown chakra. She is like manifesting the top of the chart. So bless her, love her. Let's just all go be bad bitches. So excited for this episode. Let's get into it with Dr. Will Cole and let's beat this inflammation girls. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with Dr. Will Cole. He's a top functional medicine practitioner, an international bestseller of a book called Ketotarian, and the writer of The Inflammation Spectrum, which we're going we're to be talking so much about today. He's also the co-host of Goop Fellas podcast. Hi, we love us some goop. Dr. Will Cole discovered that inflammation is at the core of the most common health programs, and in his newest book, The Inflammation Spectrum, he really like breaks it down in a comprehensive way, which I love, and it's all about the mind-body connection, which we can totally get down with. I found that I'm very inflamed through reading this book. So I'm excited to learn more about this. I've been following Dr. Will Cole. And yes, I'm always going to call him by his full name. Since I bought his book, Ketotarian, as you all know, I'm down with the keto life. And he has so many great recipes and so many insight so many insights into health and I've just been obsessed ever since. So I was so obsessed and excited to get this new book and to dive into the newest findings on inflammation because us chakra babes need to keep our vessels clean. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's going to be a great conversation. Yes. So excited. Okay. Tell us what is your daily ritual? Um, can I say real fast? I, I thought it was so funny that you said Dr. Will Cole all in one, like oh, my yeah. full, full name. My All my kids, neighbor, like friends, all like, it's like a joke. They all say, hey, Dr. Will Cole. I'm like, yeah. guys, you're my kids' <laughs> friends. Like quit calling me by my full name. These like 10-year-olds telling me. Uh, I think I, I like, it's got a nice ring to it. Like it's a good like stage name. <laughs> I just see patients for a living, but yeah, it is funny that it's just like one word, no space, Dr. No Will space, Dr. Will <laughs> <laughs> No hyphens, no spaces. It's all together. <laughs> uh, so my, my daily routine, is that what you said? Yes. Your daily routine. All right. So my daily routine, I wake up in the morning as we all do, hopefully, uh, <laughs> as, and I typically will fast in the morning. So I will do time restricted feeding or intermittent fasting. Um, and I will drink Earl Grey tea typically. And Earl Grey tea has bergamot in it. Uh, if you're getting the good kind, it's real bergamot, which is a citrus oil from Calabria in Italy. And it's been shown to uh, en en enhance or upregulate autophagy pathways. Or uh, if you break that word down, autophagy, it's self-eating, autophagy. It's sort of your cellular recycling, cellular renewal, like anti-disease, uh, a, a healthy pathway. So, oh. but intermittent fasting does that too. So I will intermittent fast and, and marry that with Earl Grey tea in the morning. So you have a little caffeine as well uh, with the black tea that's in the Earl Grey tea. And then I'll, I'm going to see patients. So mm -hmm. I uh, primarily, I see patients online. So about 90% of my patients are in different states and countries. And I'm standing at my standing desk with my team at my functional medicine health center uh, and that's what I'm doing. I'm consulting patients, which is like my love of my life besides mm -hmm. my family is just being there for my patients. And it's really a sacred 
um, responsibility um, to be a part of someone's health journey. And we're dealing people with we're dealing with people that have really heavy health issues. You know, they have autoimmune issues or hormone pro- hormone problems or digestive issues or neurological issues like anxiety and depression and fatigue is a major part that a major uh, problem that people I see a lot with. So anyway, so that's my, I have to hold space for these people all day long. Uh, so that's, I have to keep myself in check. Keep uh, myself in my cl- check. I'm glad yeah. to hear that about the Earl Grey because I always weirdly felt like it was a bit of a cheat because I know like I just have heard like caffeine is not great for you. So I always thought Earl Grey tea was like not the best. Well, it, caffeine's fine. I, the, here's the thing with caffeine. And that's really the part of, it's funny that you brought this up. We're all different. And that's really the heart of what my second book, The Inflammation Spectrum is all about, is that what works for one person may not work for the best person. So you're right. There are some people that don't detox caffeine very well. It's a gene called the CYP1A2 gene, which is basically a detox gene. Uh, and there are fast metabolizers of caffeine and slow metabolizers of caffeine. The fast metabolizers, and I'm one of them, I handle caffeine fine. I can have a couple glasses or more. I, I, I've been known to, to have a, quite a bit of, of tea, like green tea and black tea during the day, um, and I'm fine. But then there are slow metabolizers to caffeine. So things like tea or especially coffee, which has more caffeine, uh, than tea or sodas or anything else that has caffeine in it too, they will feel like the wiry, anxious, their heart will beat through their chest, you know, proverbially. And, then, and like pit stains to the max. Right. That's <laughs> probably a slow metabolizer. Obviously, caffeine metabolism is more than just that CYP1A2 gene. It's more complex than just that, but we are all different. That's the bigger picture, picture yes. of epigenetics and genetics and this sort of confluence of all these variables, Meg, you, you, and me, me, and we're all beautifully created differently. Uh, and that's the heart of my second book is really finding out what your body loves and what your body doesn't love. Um, so Earl Grey works for me, but may not work for somebody else. Okay, good to know. And can you just tell us what are the intermittent fasting times that you use? And I know that is something that is different for everyone and maybe doesn't work for everyone, but what are the times that you stop eating and when do you start eating? So the way that I do intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding uh, is 12 to 6 or like if it's not right at 6, it may be like 12 to 6.30 or 12 to 7, like something in that range after I get home. Mm, okay. Um, so, so if I'm doing it from like eight to 11, does that even do anything? <laughs> if you're, if you're fasting, uh, 8 a.m. to 11 or 8 p.m. to 11 a.m. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's great. That's still good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yours but, is pretty savage. I don't know. If no, I no, no, no. And that we talk about this in ketotarian. We do definitely talk about this, but we talk about this in, in, uh, the inflammation spectrum too, but the this very simplest time restricted feeding window is eight a.m. Like eating between eight a.m. and six p.m. So you're doing more than that, right? So it, it is um, that's allowing your body to upregulate autophagy and to do all the benefits of of fasting through the night until you break the fast at breakfast. So right. uh, fasting through the night is is enough for some people, and maybe that's all that somebody should do. So the fact that you're doing, you know, even a little bit more than that is is fine. I just don't get hungry. That's a bigger, that's the bigger concept of what I think is a healthy relationship with time restricted feeding or intermittent fasting is eating when you're hungry. Yeah. Uh, And what a concept. (laughs) I know, right? It's radical idea. (laughs) We don't like it so much in the West, but yeah. and eat when you're hungry and eat until you're satiated. satiated. This is, these are two of the ketotarianisms that I talk about in ketotarian, that very basic stuff, but it's people lose sight of that. But if, if people kind of refocus on these sort of basic tenets, they really can move the needle on their wellness in a powerful way, sort of restore vibrant wellness. That's what many people have lost to varying degrees. Yes. Okay. So what is like your guilty pleasure food though? Like if no one's looking and- Oh, you that's know, easy. What is it? Anyway, let, me, let me just preface. I don't want to get too like like Debbie Downer on this, no. but I, I, I don't, number one, I would say for myself, I don't really have any guilty pleasures anyway, because I don't think that we should use food to like feel guilty or anything like if i'm going to eat something i'm going to eat it because i want to and then i'll move on it's either serving me or sabotaging me and that's another message that i talk about in the inflammation spectrum but for the sake of 
the conversation of like what foods are do I know like aren't the best for me, but I still like like it and it's worth it for me. I don't have any major flare ups is like too much peanut butter in my <laughs> in my life. Like, you and my dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, peanut butter and me have a like a best friend relationship. We love each other. It loves me back. I could have a peanut butter just I, I, I eat way too much of it. Off you ever a spoon. just eat it with a spoon because I yes. Okay. Oh yes. And it's like, look, is peanut butter the worst thing in the world? Absolutely no. not. But um I know like almond butter is better for me. I know all the science stuff is what I do for for work, but I, I prefer the taste of peanut butter. So I get the organic like Valencia peanuts, which have like tend to have lower mold content. Like I get the good stuff. Yeah, he's still, not on the like, GIF, guys. Don't worry. The GIF. Yeah, I'm not having the GIF. I'm not having any par- partially hydrogenated, no. like oiled, like no. But it's still, I'm get, it, I know it's too much of it, but I still like I can't quit the peanut butter. Oh my gosh. Okay, well we're supporting you. <laughs> okay, what is a mantra or quote that changed your life? What's well, one that is um something that I I've wrote about in both of my books because it's something that I really want to teach to my patients is that you can't heal a body you hate. Oh, so true. Is that I don't believe in like dogmatic punitive diets for the sake of like punishing your body. I want you to just love your body enough to feed it good things and to do things that make your wellness rise. Uh, and that is the, the genesis of sustainable wellness, of realizing all the valuable creation that you are. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the, that is my team and I's like ethos of why we do what we do is like uh, allowing people to realize their self-worth and regaining their wellness so they can live the life that they want to live. Yeah, so true. And especially like my audience are the more spiritual people. We think like, oh, if I tell my body that I love it when it's not how I want it to look, then I'm going to manifest staying the same. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like the more you love your body, the more you're going to treat your body with love and you're going to get into alignment with the way that your body is supposed to naturally look when it's healthy. Absolutely. And giving yourself grace through the process. Mm -hmm. You know, we, in our social media age, we see the highlight reel of, of people as we're scrolling and it has a filter and it's a little very, uh, you know, witty caption. Uh, and we're seeing their highlight reel. Yeah. We don't know what their life really looks like. And that can, we could, this sort of FOMO age yeah. uh, is, is uh, not good for our, our relationship with our body, relationship with food, relationship with our wellness. Yeah. And you don't know what people go through behind. Totally. Behind the Instagram post. Well, and you don't know like what roles they're Photoshopping out either. So we all have them. Okay, so tell us about your journey with food and how this turned into your purpose. So it started a long ago in a faraway land and (laughs) outside of in the countryside outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I still live not too far from that. And I, um, my family was into wellness, like before it was cool and like Instagram sexy with with all that stuff that you know wellness is quite an industry now. It was less of an industry in the eighties and nineties, especially living in the countryside outside of Pittsburgh. It wasn't you know, Abbott Kinney or uh, you know Manhattan. It was yeah. quite uh, still isn't today. So the um, uh, I, that and I so I knew like what adaptogens were and you know, like herbal tonics and like. Raw, raw like goat milk all this strange stuff that nobody else really knew about especially you know kids let alone adults um but then i owned it for myself it wasn't just something that my parents did it was something that i did um, and i became a vegan for 10 years and I, I wrote about that journey in ketotarian but and then my diet evolved into a ketotarian way of eating sort of high fat low carb but mostly plant-centric way of eating mm-hmm. and that's where it really came from. And that, at that same time of that diet evolution, it coincided with my formal training in functional medicine, where I went to Southern California University of Health Sciences in Los Angeles, where there's MDs and DCs and naturopaths and nurse practitioners and all these amazing modalities of Eastern and Western medicine, um, where I was trained in, in clinical nutrition and functional medicine and all this great stuff. Because I heard of a guy called Batiste Karazian, who had gone to my school, he was older than I was, 
And uh, he was talking about this field of healthcare called functional medicine. And it was everything that I grew up with, but it was done on a clinical professional level um, of running labs and being evidence-based, um, but still getting people healthy and not just covering it up with medications. So it's a, it was a beautiful uh, synergy that I loved and, and resonated with me. And now all these years later, I get to talk to people around the world about this and get them labs and talk about their health and use food, use food as medicine, but on an evidence-based way and get their labs looking great. And their labs are a reflection of, of how they're feeling. Mm. So it's a really cool thing uh, that I get to do and I love it. I love that. So you eat ketotarian, which means like, yeah, so you kind of explained like the low carb, high fat without the meat. Are some people like okay with meat? Like is what's your, is it kind of like a blood type thing or what is like, what does that look like? Yeah, I don't think it's a blood type thing. I know that's a study, you know, that's a book and there's no real hard evidence of that. I think it's more complex than that, but okay. there's no clear clarity of that, but it's worth mentioning because people are thinking about that and they want to, and it's good to talk about it. But this is the thing. I, I'm not anti-meat at all. And, and, and ketotarian has vegan keto, vegetarian keto and pescatarian keto options. So it has wild caught fish and shellfish. Yeah. So it's still not just vegan. And, and that's how I actually evolved from eating a vegan diet to a more flexible, inclusive, but still being plant centric way of eating. Uh, a ketogenic diet. Um, so that's the way that I eat and I do more of a cyclical approach and I, I'm not always in ketosis and I, I talk about it in the book. So you can go in and out of ketosis and have you know real food carbs when you want to, but you've built metabolic flexibility um, but by becoming a fat burner. Mm. Uh, so I teach how to do that. But what I, that's ketotarian and that's for people that are interested in that. But my job as a functional medicine practitioner is to find out what your body loves and what your body hates, and we're all different. So mm. that's where my second book, The Inflammation Spectrum, comes into play here because it's more inclusive and it's not a prescriptive plant, you know, it's not plant based, it's not keto, it's not Mediterranean, it's not Atkins, it's not, you know, any way of eating. It is a, looking at food as medicine, and then through taking the inflammation spectrum quiz in the book, you can learn where you're at on the inflammation spectrum, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But basically, (laughs) through the quiz, we can find out what your body loves, what your body hates to feel great. So that's beyond the paradigm of paleo or keto or plant-based or anything because we're all different. So there are definitely some people, and I talk about it in the inflammation spectrum, that have different genetic SNPs that don't handle saturated fat well. So maybe they should be having less saturated fat and more monounsaturated fat or omega fats. And then some people can handle more saturated fats. So we're looking at genetics and epigenetics and nuances that make us all uniquely ourselves. So that that's the bigger picture. So simply answered, I'm not anti-meat at all. I just <laughs> want you to find out what works for your what body. What works for you. Okay. So, and we know this by like what, you know, eating and deciding what causes the inflammation, right? So like what exactly is inflammation and how do we know if we have it? So inflammation is a product of our immune system it's not inherently bad, right? It fights viruses and bacteria. It heals our body when in proper balance. And, you know, it's, it's like anything in the world. Uh, it's about balance. In our bodies, we want our inflammation to be balanced. We want our microbiome, like gut bacteria to be balanced. We want, and then on the environmental level, we want the environment to be balanced. Uh, it's the breaking of the Goldilocks principle. That's when things go awry, when inflammation is too high or too low or it is out of proportion. That is a problem. You want it just right at the right time. Um, and that's the problem that many people in the West are finding themselves with. They, they are sort of this forest fire burning in perpetuity that they have this chronic insidious inflammation that is linked to just about every health problem under the sun, mm-hmm. from diabetes to heart disease to cancer to autoimmune conditions to hormonal problems and weight loss resistance to things that people don't even think of inflammatory like anxiety and depression and brain fog and fatigue these are either all of these issues overtly inflammatory hit issues or at least have an inflammatory component so what i'm teaching about in the inflammation spectrum book is to for people to find out okay where is inflammation rooted in myself for myself and then what can i do about it so it is um 
quite complex because our body's interconnected and it's it's a brilliant uh, it's an illuminating somebody on like what's going on for their health because you, you we have to know what we're up against to do something about it and many people think oh i'm just anxious so i'm just fatigued and it's just they don't even they're not even conscious about their health they're not even realizing that this is not normal uh and really uh a raising awareness into people being in tune with their bodies and not settling for things that are in the mo- in most cases these health issues are improvable and manageable and supportable and healable things that that should be dealt with And I love how you break. So there's a quiz guys in the book where it breaks down all the different, um, you know, I guess areas or systems in our body that could be inflamed from the brain to the nervous system to the musk. What is it? Muscular skeletal. Is that how you say it? Muscular skeletal. Okay. (laughs) Woohoo. I'm a scientist guys. You got it. (laughs) So yeah. So it like breaks down all the different parts. It quizzes you like by just asking you about your symptoms. And let me tell you, I'm like inflamed in multiple of them. Um, so I'm going to attempt the diet. So how can people like symptoms, like, is that just, do they have to go and get tested or do they have to like, you know, how do they know if they're inflamed? Is it as simple as like doing this quiz and then going from there? The quiz is meant to be a pointer. The quiz, the inflammation spectrum quiz in the book, it's actually on the website too. Um, So people that like, if depending on when they're listening to this, the book comes out October 15th, we will have the quiz up on the website. People just want to take it without getting the book right away. Um, so the quiz is a pointer. The quiz is a, adapted from my questions that I ask my patients. Mm. So uh, it is all derived from functional medicine principles and functional medicine sort of concepts to get to the root cause of why people feel the way that they do. So it's a pointer to find out where they're at on the inflammation spectrum. So if you're higher in the musculoskeletal area, there's seven points on the inflammation spectrum itself. And then there's connections between the seven points, which is the polyinflammation, because our body is so brilliantly and beautifully interconnected. If you have problems in one area, it may impact other parts of the area. So for example, your gut is your second brain. And your, your, when babies are growing in their mom's womb, your gut and brain are formed from the same fetal tissue. So a lot of gut issues can impact the brain and vice versa. A lot of brain issues can impact the gut. So people could have polyinflammation in the gut and the brain. And that's oftentimes what we see uh, for many of our patients with either one of those set of system issues. Um, so the inflammation spectrum quiz is to point out where you're at on the spectrum. And then uh, more importantly, again, each depending on the quiz score, you'll get a, your own toolbox depending on your quiz score and then your own plan depending on how high or how low you scored on the quiz so the answer to your question the quiz is a good starting point and you don't need not everybody needs to run labs and that's why i had the quiz in the book and people can just take action on their health by themselves with just the book but there's a section in the book that is the inflammation spectrum labs for people who do want to get like clinical and get like a clinical objective lab baseline and some people may want that depending on what they're going through or their curiosity from a biohacking, like objectivity, like evidence-based standpoint. Uh, so there's a be- most of the tests that I put in the book are very basic tests that anybody's GP or PCP could have ran. And we run them for patients around the world too. But you don't need a functional medicine doctor if you just want to go with the conventional route to start with too. Um, so yeah, it's the, things like C-reactive protein is in there, the functional range. We want it under one. It's an inflammatory marker, so we want that to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Homocysteine, we want homocysteine to be under seven. We talk about different intestinal permeability or like leaky gut syndrome labs that you can run, either blood tests or, or stool tests to look at the health of the gut because we have a lot of, or we can see a lot of gut-centric inflammation where the gut can fuel inflammation in other parts of the body. And Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, said, said it best. He said, all disease begins in the gut. And now we know that really research is catching up with that sort of antiquity, uh, that wisdom from, from old, uh, that a lot of health problems, at least to some degree, begin in the gut. So labs can def- de- define that and quantify that and see what's going on there. And then we talk about different genetic SNPs. Some people genetically are more prone to inflammatory issues and autoimmune issues like the MTHFR gene SNP and other methylation gene SNPs. So these are different genes that govern our body's ability, ability to detox and to 
synthesize certain proteins and we talk about different cannabinoid genes we i mean people are aware of like cbd and cannabis and how that works in our body it's through the cannabinoid system and certain people have genetic SNPs that make them more genetically prone to food sensitivities and inflammatory issues and autoimmune conditions. So, so what is that, the, so what's the difference between sensitivities and allergies? I, I feel like I don't quite, I know you talk about that in the book, but can you kind of explain yeah. that? Sure. Yeah. We lay it out in the book, but the, the, out, there's three different categories. I would say you would say the main ones would be allergies intolerances and sensitivities and those are the three terms that people get like they use interchangeably right uh and i even see that with patients they come in with labs they got from other doctors and they say i have this allergy and then you look at the test and it's like a food sensitivity testing it's not an allergy Mm -hmm. so let's break it down a food allergy is immune mediated meaning it's 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 impact it's uh it's a, the immune system is playing a role here, uh, and it is typically an, an immediate response. Uh, and you can have you know, things like rashes, and you can have hives, and you obviously you can have closing of airways, and like pretty dangerous allergies, and then not so dangerous allergies. But that's sort of the immediate. I had a food, and I had a food response like pretty quickly. That's a food allergy, and you can have obviously other environmental allergies too. But then the other, op- the other types of food reactivities would be food sensitivities. Food sensitivities, like food allergies, are immune-mediated, meaning they still involve the immune system, but they're more delayed oftentimes. And they can have some of the same symptoms as allergies, but they're a little bit more delayed. They may be a little bit more mild. Uh, and someone can have a food allergy and food sensitivity, it's important to point out. But largely, food sensitivities are... Uh, a little bit more, more low-grade, inflammatory, but can cause, uh, depending on how severe it is, can still cause problems for sure. And then there are food intolerances. Food intolerances, by definition, aren't immune-mediated. They typically involve like an enzyme deficiency. So if someone's lactose intolerant, they typically are def- deficient in the enzyme lactase. Uh, so the body's not able to produce the enzymes to break down that in that case, the dairy sugar. So, and then you just like sit there. Like if you can't, if you can't digest it, does it just kind of like sit there in the gut and that's what causes the issues? Well, people, the body wants to get rid of it. So typically they have like runaway diarrhea and like digestive problems because their body's not breaking it down. They're not Mm. metabolizing it properly. Right. So it'll create inflammatory issues. So the plan, like the food plan and like the lifestyle plan in the inflammation spectrum book is largely govern like what we're looking at is food intolerances of food sensitivities and to a lesser degree like mild food allergies no no life-threatening food allergies so the um that's what my job in the book is to teach people again what brings inflammation up for them what brings inflammation lower on for them what balances inflammation because we're all different like so for like you could pick the healthiest food under the sun and it works great for you but it may flare the next person up Right. So this is a basic understanding of functional medicine is that we're all different. So through the system in the book, we've been able to sort of boil down the variables that allows the person to sort of like choose their own adventure of finding out what their body loves and hates. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is, um, it's really insightful really for people to learn this about their body. Totally. I love like a cus- I love that it's not one size fits all and then it's actually customized based on what your symptoms are and where you have inflammation. So I know there, there's kind of like an elimination plan that's custom to everyone. Um, how do we like, how do we like look at this elimination plan as not something restrictive as something that is, you know, that we're excited about? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's about the ethos of why you're doing what you're doing really. So I, and this is a major, major part of, of the inflammation spectrum is that I did not want to add another diet or like obsessive, like uh, orthorexia is a major problem in a world, especially in the wellness world, which should be the opposite, but we're feeding these problems of like obsession and stress and anxiety around healthy food or just food in general. So I really wanted to have this conversation about disordered eating and orthorexia in the inflammation spectrum because when you're talking about lowering inflammation and going off foods for a while and focusing on other foods, that can be a trigger for a lot of people. So I really wanted to say like, look, this is why are we doing what we're doing? This is not to punish your body by doing another diet. 
This is about loving your body enough to feel great. So when you feel fantastic and you're filling your body full of nutrient-dense foods, you're eating into your full, you're eating into your, like you're eating when you're hungry. This is not restrictive in that way. But the point is to calm inflammation because inflammation is not serving anybody when it's high. So it's chronic inflammation isn't serving anybody is what I mean to say. So calming inflammation when it's chronically higher is a good thing. And when people feel fantastic, that's freedom. That's you, you living the life you want to live and having the, the beauty that is you radiate more brightly. So um, that is why we're doing what we're doing. So when you start feeling fantastic, it's not about all the foods I can't eat. It's about, no, I would rather feel better than I miss those foods. I like feeling better more than I miss those foods. Yeah. And there's recipes in the book as well, which is like, I think it's just really about like getting organized um, and like being prepared because when you've got your fridge stocked full of amazing foods, you don't miss the other stuff. Totally. Yeah. You're, you're planning or planning ahead or being proactive. But look, if somebody feels fantastic, then keep doing what you're doing. The point is this book and what I, what I talk about is for people that know intuitively with their body that things aren't the way they should be. Yeah. So for them, they have to do something different to see something different. So mm-hmm. that for those people, they can't keep doing the same thing. They have to do something different. So it may be, and I would say for most people, it is food. It starts with food. Mm-hmm. And then, but at the same time, we're having this conversation in the book. It's not just about food either, because you could be eating the best healthy foods under the, under the sun. But if you're, you know, serving your body a big slice of stress every day, that's causing inflammation yeah. too. So we're not just picking on foods and saying, oh, it's all just about foods. It's not just about foods. Yeah. What so are how- the lifestyle shifts that we can make to decrease inflammation? Well, stress in all its various forms, right, will raise inflammation up. It will impact inflammatory cascades. It will impact cortisol, which is an anti-inflammatory, but it's going to throw off our hormones and throw off inflammation chronically. So what does that stress look like? Is it, you know, when people are, have like an unhealthy relationship with technology and they're scrolling through their phones too much, that screen, uh, like the amount of time they're on the screen can impact their stress levels and their brain and the neural pathways, but also the emotional stress of maybe the FOMO and the you know, comparison that's going on in social media. And that's also not just the tech like screen standpoint, but also what the content that they are looking at or reading can impact their stress levels too. Um, and then obviously not prioritizing sleep and having like an unhealthy sleep pattern. It's so imperative. You know, sleep is not a, a luxury. Uh, it's a, it's a mandate for optimal wellness. And when people are like staying up too late and they're getting interrupted sleep, it's a real an epidemic in our culture. So we um, start talking about like proper sleep, restorative sleep. That's so profound. Again, you can get the foods down. Great. That's a starting point, but we have to talk about these non-food inflamers just as much. And in some cases it's more important than food mm-hmm. because uh it's these are powerful modulators of inflammatory cascades or, or they're they're they are managers of inflammation in the body so we can start to recalibrate and balance inflammation so those are some things and there there are eight main things that we talk about in the book but those eight main non-food inflamers are far-reaching they're they're going to look different depending on who's doing them and so if we, if we are someone who has like maybe a high stress job or we have a business or whatever, and you know, we are maybe prone to a little bit more cortisol, um, how, like, what are some things we can do to offset that? Is it like, are you, you know, kind of prescribing meditation or, um, what are your kind of favorite modalities for combating stress? Well, I, I love mindfulness and I think, but that's, it's kind of a, general term right and it's not people know they should do mindfulness or meditation but they don't really know what to do Mm -hmm. so we talk about very simple things that people can bring into their life um very simple like yoga restorative yoga poses very simple um mantras in the book depending on where your what your quiz score is in the book you can have your own specific mantra and bring that mantra and use that as a meditation so these are very simple entry points to bring them into the present moment um, and to calm inflammation levels and calm stress hormones. Um, so that's one. Uh, I think essential oils are great. So we talk about different essential oil blends to help with calming inflammation and kind of What's bringing your favorite relaxation. One? What's your favorite essential oil? 
You know what's so funny? I like bergamot, but that's 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 a citrus. That's an Earl Grey tea. Bergamot has like this uh, thing in my life. I'm attracted to bergamot. <laughs> I feel but, like that's a sacral chakra thing too, which is yeah. good because that's where your all of your digestive system is. There you go. It works out. I did not know that. So thanks for. <laughs> good to know. Well, another, another chakra thing that came up while we were talking, but then we just like went on a roll. Is that when you said that your gut is related is your second brain and it's interesting because our sacral chakra and our solar plexus chakra are actually both our intuitive chakras as well as our third eye chakra and they're actually connected wow like all the energetic like all the physical things going on are so connected to the energetic things that are happening in our energetic bodies oh my gosh that's amazing well it's like it's a spiritual principle right as above so below and yes We all need to eat better, to manage our stress better, but in some cases, we need to go a little deeper. Sometimes you need to talk to someone to get really clear on what's going on with you. So I want you to do your mental health a solid and check out BetterHelp. It's an online counseling platform where you get to connect with professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. So you don't even have to leave your Zen crystal adorned home. Technology is finally understanding that we don't want to leave the house. (laughs) So you now have this amazing tool that you can get support on your time and your pace and you're busy. Like you don't want to be driving around to these appointments. You can just like hop on video phone or even text with your counselor. And they are totally licensed professionals. They specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. And anything you share is completely confidential. Plus you don't need to worry about running into anyone awkwardly in the waiting room. So if you want to switch counselors for any reason, you can do that at any time with no extra charge. You want to make sure that you're astrologically on the same wave. Fair enough. And there are 3000 counselors to choose from in over 50 states. So if you have a specific topic to talk about, you're not limited to people that live in your vicinity. BetterHelp is available worldwide so you can access them from anywhere. And when you sign up, you can start talking to someone in under 24 hours. But remember, this is not a crisis line. You can schedule weekly sessions so you're always on top of your mental health. Financial aid is available for people that qualify. It's secure, convenient, professional. I did counseling at the beginning of my journey. And let me tell you, it really, really helped me release a lot of stuff and get clear. And best of all, with BetterHelp, it's truly affordable. So Shocker Girl listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code chakra. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash chakra. Simply fill out the questionnaire, help them assess your needs, and you'll get matched with the counselor you love. That's betterhelp.com slash chakra. So good. Okay. So real talk. I like the vino. So I saw you said in the book that we don't have to stop drinking wine forever. Tell me what Like, what do you think is like, and I know it depends on the person, but like, what about yourself? Like how much is like a non-inflammable amount of wine? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're all using, this is probably the bad analogy to use here. We're all born with different cups. So let's say wine glasses. We're all born with different sized wine glasses. Some people have big wine glasses. Some people have smaller wine glasses. In this example, the wine glasses are a genetic tolerance to stressors. Um, and some people can handle lots of stressors and impact their liver in like a bigger way. And they're not going to notice any big differences. And then some people have smaller wine glasses and they're going to overflow pretty quickly and that's going to cause problems. Mm -hmm. So the foods that we eat or alcohol we drink or exposure to stressors and toxins and environmental issues and stress, like mental, emotional stress, these are all things that are filling up the cup, our wine glass. So we can't change our wine glass size. We're all born with that genetic tolerance to stressors, but we can change what we put in the wine glass, uh, proverbially speaking. So yeah. the, the, the goal here is to see where you, where your body feels the best. So I say in the book to go off of that wine and some other things for a couple of weeks to calm inflammation, to create a clear baseline so your body's more centered, you're more in tune with your body, things are more chill. And then when you start bringing things back in, wine being one of them, maybe if somebody does want to test that back in, they can see how they feel on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your body's more in tune, you're more centered, your physiology is more balanced. And I'm sure on a a spiritual metaphysical level, things are a lot more balanced there too. Mm -hmm. then, Then when you bring things back in, your body's more, oh, I don't feel as good. I feel more fatigued. 
I have more, I have more brain fog or, or maybe you feel fine. Mm -hmm. So we have to not only see when, how do you feel when you bring that back in, but what's your own threshold for that? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I like to think people, that my cup is a fishbowl, so we'll have to test that out. It's a tank. <laughs> it's a tank. <laughs> Keg size. Um, yeah, so love that. Love that we don't have to totally cut it out. So, I mean, what, what are some other tips on just like how to make it doable? You know, how to like, you know, obviously we start with the test, we do the elimination. Like what are some of your favorite ways to just like make it easy? I would say mindfulness and, and present moment awareness and like the ethos stuff like that we talk about so much in the book because I don't to me all like the science and the labs and the plan and the, all that stuff is amazing and that's like the practical real life stuff that anybody can do and bring into their life that's great right that's the plan that I wrote in the book but to me the why is so much more important mm -hmm. because if you get the why right if you're like whoa like I I'm not going to do another diet. I want to just, I want to feel great and I want to love my body enough to feel great and use food to feel great. Then that's recalibrating and shifting from a sort of dogmatic dieting consciousness to really food freedom consciousness of finding out what your body loves and doesn't love. Mm -hmm. So to me, that paradigm shift is the most important part and it's going to fuel you and be the engine throughout the weeks that you are calming inflammation levels down because your why is strong. Your vision is direct and you're targeted as far as your focus is, to, is, is concerned. So to me, that is everything because if you get that why right, ra radiant acts of wellness will flow from that because it's not about this program that you're going to be bored with or like you're just gritting your teeth to get through it's about whoa like i want to feel great and i'm on this journey of self-experimentation to find out what makes me feel great and so even like the results of feeling great like okay once i feel great what can i do like what are the things that you haven't you know what are the things that you've had to hold back on in your life because you haven't felt great whether it's like going on a vacation and starting a business like whatever the things are that have, you've been held back from because you feel sluggish or brain fog or you're not comfortable with your body or you don't have the energy um you know even like just like keeping the excitement alive for it. Totally. I mean, so many people are kept back from the things that they love and they're passionate about because they don't feel good. Mm -hmm. They don't have the energy or they just don't feel good in their skin. They feel just like kept back. They're insecure. They're, 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 there's a, a disconnect between their soul and their body. So mm -hmm. that when they start, their, their body becomes more in alignment with their soul. There's this radiant light that, that flows from that. And they have the energy and the but to do all the things that they want to do. Totally. And so that's kind of, you know, where to start. I get so many people asking me like, how do we get more connection to source or how do we get more connection to spirit? And it's about getting connection, you know, physically, you know, clearing the vessel um, and having that like pathway to connect to yourself in a deeper way. Certainly. No, that's a definite truth that people need to discover for themselves. Mm, love. Okay. So let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and I can go first. So okay. I woke up in a really shitty mood today. I even went so far as to try and fake cry to my husband so that he would feel sorry for me for like really no reason at all. I was like, I have so much to do. Like literally for no reason. I pretty sure it's the inflammation speaking. Um, but I did my ritual. I did my meditation. I did some tapping, some journaling. And I just like, when I did a little tapping session, I just decided that I could change my vibe whenever I wanted to and just decided I was changing it. And then I manifested my sister and my nephew were just like, I'm in the area. I'm going to come by. And I feel like it just like zhuzhed me up, spiced up the energy. And then I got to have, I manifested this amazing interview too, because I've been following you for such a long time. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> All because I, I mean, have done my best to have that mind-body connection. We'll, That's great. We'll give it the credit. That's okay. Right. So tell us your last meltdown. Hmm. This is tough. So my last meltdown you know what it was? I wouldn't call it a major meltdown, but let's just say because it's it, it's on the meltdown spectrum if we're talking about spectrums. <laughs> so this morning I was there's this like spreadsheet like uh, like 
logging that we have to do for our accountant and our functional medicine clinic that we're all trying to figure out. And it's so frustrating. And I just was like, I was very frustrated and I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're going to find a solution to this, but this is freaking annoying. And I don't, you know, I don't want to figure out, I don't like huge spreadsheets with all these calculations and like figure out all this like tax stuff. I don't, I just want to keep it simple. Why can't it be simple? <laughs> I hear you. I can't, but, I mean, yeah. I can't with a number spreadsheet. <laughs> I know. I was like tons of numbers and calculations for our account. And it was annoying. I just want to keep it simple. But so that was, I wasn't like crying, but <laughs> I, a, I probably had still cried. Had I had a moment, moment but I, yeah. I just, you know, gave it to God. It's going to be all right. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. And what is the last thing that you manifested? The last thing I manifested, um, that's a good one. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this, the goop, this podcast that I'm hosting right now. Why haven't we talked about this? Yeah. We need to talk about this. Manifesting. Let's talk about that. So I told my team, like I've co-hosted Keto Talk, it's a podcast for two years with Jimmy Moore, like talking about functional medicine, answering questions for two years, right? And it, it was Jimmy's podcast and I just came on as the doctor to, to talk about it on Keto Talk and I love that show and I'm so thankful for him and the show. Um, but he um, is taking a sabbatical soon, like taking time off and the show's going to take a break and, and at the same time, like even the show, even if Keto Talk kept going on, my team kept saying like, you should do another show too. in, in addition to keto talk. And I thought, you know what? Like I, I would love, I like the collaborative co-hosting thing more. And I want to talk about more than just a ketogenic diet. I love talking about the science and all of that, but I want to talk about other stuff too. Cause I see like the heart and the, the human life as a functional medicine practitioner, I see the person and the transformation that they go through. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was the weirdest thing. Like I didn't speak about it to anybody. I just like had like a moment with like God and just being in in alignment with the lane that I'm in and staying focused on that. And then my friends at Goop, uh, Seamus and Gwyneth and Elise and all the amazing people there said, Hey, do you want to be a part of this podcast? That's, it's going to be the first spinoff for Goop. The main Goop podcast is hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Elise Lonan and friends. Oh, a little, a little, you know, a little celebrity named Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, <laughs> may have heard about them. Maybe you've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, but so they had the spinoff of the Goop podcast called Goop Fellas. It wasn't called Goop Fellas at that point, but it was supposed to be a guy's wellness, and we came up with the name with them and. Uh, we had like a short list and that was my favorite one for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like a guy's perspective on life transformations, which is what I love about my job of seeing patients. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like all this real life, like, um, stuff that like, isn't talked about enough that we get to talk about somebody going through like a horrible life, whether it's a health crisis and then transforming from that, or like a marriage crisis and transforming from that or a financial crisis and transform from that. And like, how do you use the dark moments of your life to be a, a place for light to come through? And that to me is like what Goopfellas is all about. So we've talked to, to like some amazing people so far and we're going to have amazing people coming up, but a, a new episode comes out every Wednesday. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's the, probably the last big thing that manifested, but in, on a micro level, I honestly feel like in some ways I met with, I manifest things every day Yeah, because your morning is like an intention to it's the seed of the day. So I feel like I, without even noticing it, and I'm not saying I'm special, every single one of us manifest things every day. Mm -hmm. So, but that's like the bigger, like pivotal thing that I can think of. So true. And I feel like, I mean, manifest because, you know, my, my people want to learn all about the manifesting, but it's like you manifest when you're on a high vibration. So it's like your body needs to be high vibe. Your spirit needs to be high vibe. Um, so tell us more about these transformations. So tell us like, tell us like your favorite transformation story from a client. Um, the favorite transformation from a patient, probably this story always comes to my mind whenever I talk about this, but it was earlier in my career. And I think that's why it comes to my mind. Like there's so many amazing stories, like on our website, people are just like, can I share my story? And we put it on drwillcole.com, but this one's not on the website because it was a long time ago. But 
why why I think of it is I think it's because earlier on it was like really formative for me um, and seeing the impact the functional medicine can have on somebody's life. So anyways, it was an older lady. She was in her 90s, I think, early 90s, late 80s. And her husband wheeled her in in a wheelchair. They'd been married for like a long time. And you just saw, like I saw myself in him and like I love my wife and I'm like, I saw like how fast time goes and before we know it, like we'll be the elderly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still see that with so many people. And I just, yeah. the fragility of life and the brevity of life and all of that stuff. And basically I saw this guy Will his wife in and he said, I don't want to lose the love of my life. Like mm-hmm. she's really sick. And you see this sweet lady who wasn't able to talk. She had severe brain fog, fatigue. She wasn't fully there. And we ran labs and her, she had so many problems wrong with her. One of them was that her cholesterol was so low. She was on these cholesterol lowering drugs Mm -hmm. and her cholesterol was like really low. And your brain is 60% fat. You're 25% of all your body's cholesterol is in our brain. So she was in effect starving her body of the nutrient that her brain needed to function. And that's why one of the potential side effects of cholesterol lowering drugs like statin drugs is dementia and cognitive decline and memory impairment. So this is what in part, not the totality of why she was feeling the way that she was feeling, but part of it. Um, And she had blood sugar was off, inflammation was high, and we got all of that or ordered and like uh, sorted out and it took time. It took months, months and months to deal with. But we had this lady that was completely brain fog, couldn't speak, just out of the wheelchair. She'd then months down the line, she'd walk in with just a cane and mm-hmm. she was a sharp, vibrant lady. You wouldn't even know it's the same person. She came to life mm-hmm. and it was something that she said that spoke to me and it hit me on a soul level and all these 11 years, 12 years later, I'm still thinking about her is that she said, I was planning my funeral when I met you. Now I'm planning vacations with my grandkids. And that to me is like, whoa, that is it. Like that is the, how many other people don't randomly find a functional medicine doctor and get answers? Mm. How many people just do it because someone with a white coat says, take this pill, see you in three months. And they're not Mm. even questioning it because the person with the white coat gives it. And it's like, why would you question that? Especially oh a certain generation. Well, I know. And that's the, well, and that's the thing. So it's like, I've even had that situation where I've like gone, this was years ago when I was like fresh out of high school, I went to the doctor and just said, you know, I'm feeling a little down. I'm feeling um, blah, blah, blah. I want to get tested for food sensitivities. I want to maybe like, can I get like a therapy requisition? And literally he just tried to give me a pill. And I, I, I was, it got to a point where I was arguing with him. And then eventually I just took the prescription. I didn't get it. Um, but you know, when, yeah, like when a doctor is telling you that that's the right thing, you believe them. Yeah. And for some people, maybe that medication is appropriate for them, but the point is ask questions. Yeah. Get a second opinion, maybe, because ultimately nobody is sick from a medication deficiency. You're not, right. not going to like statin your way into health one day and come off a statin drug. Ultimately, what's going on there? And there's obviously deeper, like functional medicine reasons that we can talk about for all these things. It's not one size fits all. There's a place for medication sometimes, but we just want to ask the broader question what is your most effective option that's causing you the least amount of side effects? And that, that lady, was not that did not fit her criteria at, at all. She was not taking the most effective thing that's causing you the least amount of side effects. Yeah. Uh, so that to me is that's life and that's the freedom that regaining that wellness can provide someone's quality of life and quantity of life. Yes, it all starts with the food, the body, the wellness. So get on it, guys. So tell us, this has been amazing, by the way. I've Thank been you. like, I'm like so intrigued. I can't wait to try the diet. I'm probably going to wait till I'm back from Europe. Not going to lie. Um, but <laughs> um, tell us where we can find you online. So everything's at drwillcole.com. It's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. We have the inflammation spectrum quiz like on the website. So they can take it before they get the book if they want to do that. Um, and they... There's, we offer a free phone or webcam health evaluation if people want to get like a functional medicine perspective specifically to them, like on a clinical level, uh, all the like video classes, tons of free content on the blog, like so much stuff is there. I put a lot of heart into providing a home at drwillcole.com. Yay. 
Well, thank you so, so much. So many good tips, takeaways, things we can do today. You guys check out Dr. Will Cole, get the book, The Inflammation Spectrum. It's seriously so, so informative. You guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here. Dr. Will Cole, as I will always call you by full name. (laughs) (laughs) No spaces, guys. (laughs) Yes, no spaces. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.